Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. It's not just schools and offices. The coronavirus pandemic has also forced big changes on churches, synagogues, and mosques. No longer can members gather for services. Even small prayer groups are forbidden. For local Muslims, it's been a big shakeup. Iman Hamid Malik of Beit al-Hafiz Mosque, that's an Ahmadiyya mosque, explains. So we, as Muslims, offer prayers. Uh, as uh, some may know, we offer prayers five times a day. And for those prayers, we try to go to the mosque to pray. And then on a weekly basis, we have Friday prayers, which is called Jumu'ah. And so members try to take time off of work and, and so on and so forth to try to make it to Jumu'ah, especially if they can't make it to uh, daily prayers. Moving forward, the Ahmadiyya Muslim community nationwide has implemented that all of our prayers are now going to be offered at home uh, in, in isolation. We can offer them with our families. And as the imam explains, it hasn't been easy. In all honesty, it is very difficult for our members that are used to embracing each other, uh, shaking hands and embracing each other and, and meeting each other on a daily basis. It hits everyone like a ton of bricks, but it is something that is necessary. Uh, and that again, that does not mean that we uh, have stopped worshiping. Uh, matter of fact, I have seen some members that have started worshiping even more intensely now than they were before. So... Uh, yes, there are certain steps that we have to take, but we are in uh, constant contact with our, you know, medical experts and CDC to to ensure that uh, all Americans and our members are protected. Uh, to to whatever extent we need to go, we will go to to make sure that that happens. That's Imam Hamid Malik. And that's also the case for Roman Catholics. Father Craig Hallway is the pastor at St. Joan of Arc in South St. Louis. He says his flock is now missing out on two major things. First, it's the reception of the Eucharist, which we as Catholics hold very close to our hearts, very dear. It's the source and summit of our life as disciples in Christ. And just not being able to receive the Eucharist and to have that one-on-one encounter with Jesus every day, people are really starting to miss that. And I've received several messages, whether it be email or on my Facebook page, people just telling me that, you know, we really miss the Eucharist. Um, So it's going to be a joyous day when the community is able to gather again. And I think the second thing that people are missing is just the idea of being together. You know, Sunday church is uh, an opportunity not only to encounter God, but also to encounter your neighbors and to be together and to say hello and to catch up on the week that's passed and to just be nourished by the community that you belong to. That's Father Craig Hallway of St. Joan of Arc Parish in St. Louis. Our two guests today know those feelings well, like Father Hallway and Imam Malik. They're now streaming services from a near-empty building instead of gathering with their flock. And yeah, that changes things. The Reverend Matt Miofsky is the pastor of The Gathering, and he's here with us today. Uh, Reverend Miofsky, welcome to the show. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for having me on. And we're also joined by Rabbi Susan Talvey of the Central Reform Congregation. Rabbi Talvey, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sarah. Now, Reverend Miofsky, I know from interviewing you on, on prior occasions, you're a people person. Uh, what was it like the first time you found yourself preaching to a totally empty room? 
<laughs> yeah, well, it's a, it's certainly a bizarre feeling. And, you know, when gathering is literally in the name of your organization, uh, you know, you're, it's obvious that sort of people come first. And so I love being around people. Uh, but, you know, preaching to an empty room, it takes some getting used to, but it, for me at least, I just have to imagine, it takes a little bit more work uh, to remember that there's still a lot of people gathering to, to listen, to take part in this common moment of uh, coming together to center ourselves and to listen and to worship. And so while it's, it's not right there in a visceral way, uh, with enough imagination, I just have to remember that there are still people gathering, just not in the traditional way. Rabbi Talvi, what was that like for you? Well, I, I, I echo everything everyone said, just the personal contact. But I, I, I will say that because of Zoom and because of the streaming and because of what we're doing between services to connect with people, I actually feel in many ways more connected. Um, you know, we've had a chance to call um, all 800 of our households to assess what their needs are. I think, you know, we're, we're trying to stay connected um, as much as possible. And we've always been streaming our services, so mm-hmm. I often look up at the, at the camera and, and speak to the people who are streaming out there. And, and there are ways for people to send names, for example, for mm. healing, names for the uh, prayer that we say for the dead. And so um, there are ways, you know, with technology, to, to, to use technology to stay connected. Uh, Reverend Miofsky, do you have any of those sort of interactive functions where, you know, if someone wants to send in a prayer request in real time, that's something you could incorporate? Yeah, we do. And, and, you know, similar to what the rabbi said, we've been live streaming for a while. So I've gotten used to preaching and and, try, and interacting online. And so, you know, one nice function of our website and of Facebook Live, we, where we stream our services, is while I'm preaching, we have our other pastors moderating uh, the chat. And so as I'm preaching, the pastors can be uh, greeting people still, praying for people, setting up times after worship to talk to people, and even sometimes feeding us prayers for later in the worship service. Uh, and and it also allows our congregants just the ability, like we had fun last weekend, just show us where you're worshiping this morning. I'm here mm-hmm. in an empty sanctuary. Where are you? And people can post pictures. And it was actually kind of cool just to see all these families gathered in living rooms all over uh, the region. Uh, just sending us pictures of what worship looked like for them on that morning. That is pretty cool. I, I imagine that you get this virtual feeling of gathering, even if it's not the real gathering. Absolutely. Now, Rabbi Talvi, you mentioned that you've been able to make calls to 800 members. Uh, how is Me? that even possible? <laughs> I know. Well, we're working on it, but it's, um, you know, every board member took a page of the directory and is calling, calling, calling. And in fact, we called one member, uh, an elderly member the other day, and, and he said, you know, you're the third person that's called me today from the congregation, so we know it's working. But it's important, I think, to make that kind of contact and also to assess what people's needs are right now um, so that we can connect them with services. We've also been able to continue to Zoom. I'm sure um, Reverend Miaski is able to do this, too. Some of our AA meetings, some of our mental health support meetings, um, and we pray then. You know, we don't always pray in those meetings, but we've we've tried to put prayer into a lot of those things. But I wonder how he's handling this. I think the hardest thing for us right now is visiting uh, people who are in hospice and people mm-hmm. who are dying, and then officiating at funerals. Um, the funerals, for me, have been really the hardest thing because 
you know, we, we have so many wonderful customs that we just can't observe right now. Funerals are, you know, uh, six feet apart, less than mm-hmm. 10 people, all graveside. Um, and you can't meet with people except with over Zoom, you know, to, to, to meet with them, to prepare. So that, that part and the ministering to people who are at the end of life is has really been, I think, a great challenge for all of us. That sounds so mm-hmm. hard. Um, Reverend Miofsky, is that something you've had to deal with as well? Yeah, you know, we have uh, both kind of the beginning of life and the end of life. You know, we have baptisms of, you know, Mm -hmm. newborn or Mm -hmm. very young babies that we're not really able to do right now. Uh, Certainly, we can't go into nursing homes, assisted living facilities, even to just visit some people, and especially those who are nearing the end of life. So those are, for sure, the unique challenges, I think, of this season. And depending on how long it goes, I suspect we'll continue to uh, try to figure out creative ways that we can still be in ministry, both at the beginning and end of life for people. We did have a question um, come in from a listener, and um, Eric is wondering how you're using tech. He says his congregation is using Zoom for meetings. Do you have a particular technology you found that works the best for your flock, uh, Rabbi Telvi? Well, we're using Zoom and um, FaceTime Live a lot. Um, what about you? Uh, <laughs> what about over at the gathering? You know, we've we've really adopted a variety of technologies depending on the kind of group. So for worship itself, we use Facebook Live, we use YouTube Live. That's worked well for us. Um, and then we just stream it on our own websites. So we found that like multiple platforms, just in case, like Facebook was really bogged down on Sunday morning mm-hmm. this past weekend. I think we, you know, every church in America is trying some version of Facebook Live. When it comes to smaller groups, we do use Zoom, Google Hangout, uh, even FaceTiming for some one-on-one kinds of things. So we're just trying to scramble, but Zoom has certainly been the one for small groups that we've used uh, the most. And uh, it's encouraging. You know, I think like in this environment, even though there's so many challenges, we're also seeing in some ways more people engaging the church than ever before. I mean, that's fascinating that you're almost overloading um, Facebook, which seems like it would be really hard to do. All these uh, Christians trying to gather at the exact same time. Um, are you getting pretty good numbers of people tuning in for these um, services? Sarah, I think this is the most incredible part about this is e- even though similar to what Jim said right before us in, in the previous interview, I would never wish this on on anybody or in any version of our world. But but in the midst of this, we're seeing all sorts of things that we don't see during normal times. So we have more people engaging worship. Um, as much as 50% more people are actually engaging Sunday hmm. morning worship. Uh, we have Already in one week, you know, we have small groups that meet throughout the week for prayer and study. We had a record number of new groups start this week, eight new groups. And by the end of today, probably 10 new groups will start. And all of a sudden, geography doesn't matter. So we have people joining us, not only for worship, but also for small groups from everywhere from Arizona to New York, Mm -hmm. uh, Georgia uh, to Michigan. And so there are some exciting elements of this. It's almost as if when you take away every other form of connection, people begin to realize how important this is to life and seek it out in a more intentional way. Hmm. Rabbi Talvi, have you seen that as well? Absolutely. I've never had this many people come to services as wow. coming now over the Internet. And also in our classes, we're seeing 
classes and meetings and all kinds of things for adults and children just explode in numbers. Um, and, and that's, you know, I think it's because we're, we're reaching people. And I think the other thing that I think we have to say to be responsible, and I really appreciate hearing, um, you know, Reverend Miaski say it as well, what we're doing is encouraging people to stay home. Mm-hmm. The people who can stay home just have to stay home right now. And so I think the more we can provide in spiritual support, um, you know, and all kinds of support, um, it, it's really important right now because the more people that are able that do stay at home, the more we'll slow the spread of this and get back to our lives. Now, I know Easter is coming up very soon, and and President Trump has made some rumblings about he wants the country reopened for Easter. And when we talked to Father Craig Hallway, um, he said the Archbishop of St. Louis has already suspended public worship for those services. That is not happening for Catholics. They want people to stay home. Um, Reverend Miofsky, I know you had some big plans for Easter. How have those been affected uh, by the situation we're in? Yeah, I mean, you know, we have a big tradition. We're we're a multi-site church, so we have several locations in St. Louis, and Easter's the one day we all come together and mm-hmm. have a big worship service. So this year we were set to have it at Shafet Arena, a big uh, celebratory worship service on Easter morning. Um, of course, we're not having it there. At first we thought maybe we would just have it back at our sites, and then it became very obvious that Easter this year was going to have to be celebrated online only. And so uh, similar to other churches and traditions, we will be celebrating Easter. We will be having the same incredible music and uh, hopefully inspiring message, but it will all be online. And uh, I, I was just writing this morning a reflection of my congregation that uh, in, in some ways, and it's likely that this might be the biggest Easter we've ever had, hmm. even though we're celebrating it scattered instead of uh, gathered. And Rabbi Talvi, you're obviously looking ahead to Passover. I know that's yeah. um, not just a religious ceremony, but it's also a way for families to all get together. Is is there some sadness as you think about that not being oh. possible this year? You know, <laughs> just personally, my 94-year-old father just moved to St. Louis this year, and mm. all of my sisters and all of their kids, everybody was going to fly in and be together for the first time in so many years, oh. and of course, that's not going to happen. I'm so but, sorry. Well, you know what? Better people should say stay safe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the, the thing that we're doing is, because Passover is, is a home holiday, what we're really trying to encourage people to do is don't skip it. We need it more than ever. You know, in the Torah, you can have a second Passover a month later, but you know, I think we need Passover just like we need Easter and we're going to need Ramadan. We need these holy days. So we're going to train people next week how to do their own Passover seders at home, even mm. if it's just one person, and we'll stream to put people together. But I think people need these holy days right now, as as Mm. the Reverend said, more than ever right now. So we will find creative ways to do it. But, but you know, I'm with you. I'm telling people, don't skip it. Let's Mm -hmm. get ready. Let's get cooking. (laughs) Let's get cleaning. Let's get preparing. Let's order what we can. And then the other thing I think we need to do, because it's attached to all of these holy days, right, is we have to give people a away from their homes to help others. Mm. And I know you guys both have are doing a lot of work on that front, and, and unfortunately we're out of time today, but we will um, try to highlight that on our website. That's stlpublicradio.org. And I want to thank the Rabbi Susan Talvey um, so much for joining us today. 
It's an honor. Thank you. And Reverend Thanks Matt Miofsky. St. Louis Connected. Oh, thank you. We, we feel lucky to be in this position. Uh, and Reverend Matt Miofsky of The Gathering, thank you for joining us today. Thanks so much, Sarah. I appreciate it. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.